Welcome to the Advancing Women Podcast, where ambitious women come together to challenge the status quo, advance their careers, and up-level their lives. The Advancing Women Podcast is hosted by gender equity expert and executive coach, Dr. Kimberly D. Simone. Welcome, warriors, to the Advancing Women Podcast. This past week was our Thanksgiving in the U.S., and for many of us, this is a holiday that is all about food, family, and football. But it can also be about overindulgence and guilt, sometimes short-term guilt, sometimes longer-term guilt based on short-term and long-term choices, all or nothing choices. We start thinking, I overindulged at Thanksgiving, so I might as well eat whatever I want through Christmas. And we're all susceptible to this all or nothing thinking. That's just one example. We easily recognize this when we're talking about food and diet, but we don't always see it in our lives or in our work. How one mistake or one misstep can lead to this idea that we might as well just throw in the towel. And as women, this can manifest in unique ways. We may tolerate less than we deserve because we tell ourselves a story of all or nothing. Maybe it's the story that because of our disproportionate family responsibilities, we can't be available 24-7. So then maybe we should just be grateful for what we get. Don't push it and ask for the promotion, right? We tell ourselves a story that we have to give all of ourselves or we can't advance. That's all or nothing thinking. Or we have a performance review coming up, and we want to ask for the raise, but we zone in on our mistakes, giving the mistakes disproportionate weight so we don't ask for the raise, all or nothing. And this thinking can leave us harping on small mistakes or lead us to brush off positive feedback and home in on that one negative comment, and that is a cognitive distortion. A cognitive distortion is an exaggerated or irrational thought pattern that causes us to perceive reality inaccurately. All or nothing thinking is a cognitive distortion. And it's important to deconstruct because it is not only unhealthy, unproductive, and emotionally draining, it is also not serving us personally or professionally. It doesn't serve our emotional happiness, and it doesn't serve our professional development and advancement. It can leave us wanting to throw in the towel, and that isn't a productive mindset to be in. And there are many distortions that we engage in, even us warriors. All human beings engage in cognitive distortion that can take a serious toll on our mental health, our happiness, our success. And research shows that cognitive distortions can lead to increased stress, depression, anxiety, even imposter syndrome. If left unchecked, these automatic thought patterns can become rooted in our mindset and actions in ways that may negatively influence the rational, logical way we assess our experiences and the way we react and even how we make decisions. A cognitive distortion is an assumption we make based on minimal evidence or without considering the evidence. And we all engage in cognitive distortion some of the time. It's part of the human condition. And there are lots of different distortions. There are overgeneralizations where we interpret one negative event or mistake as a pattern of defeat. There is mental filtering where we discount our positive qualities and accomplishments. And women do this often. We discount and then deflect positive feedback and dwell on the negatives. There's jumping to conclusions where we're essentially mind reading others' interpretations of our actions. And you know how this goes. This is when you're sure that others are judging you negatively, even when there is no definitive evidence that that's the case. 
There's the cognitive distortion of magnifying or minimizing, where we blow negative experiences or mistakes out of proportion while minimizing the importance of positive experiences and contributions. There's labeling, where we confuse our shortcomings with our identity. So rather than saying something like, I made a mistake, we may find ourselves saying things like, how could I be so stupid? There's the cognitive distortion of personalizing and internalizing blame, where we take on the blame, blaming ourselves for something we weren't entirely responsible for, or perhaps not responsible for or in control of at all. And one of the most common and very hindering cognitive distortions that we have is the all or nothing distortion. It's looking at things in absolutes, black and white categories. And just like we can throw our health and wellness goals out the window by having an all or nothing mindset when we have one big meal or cheat one day on our diet, we can also do this in our professional lives. And I want to talk about this today because the research shows that the more we rely on distortions, like all or nothing thinking, to make decisions or to interpret events, the worse we tend to feel. And not only does it impact how we feel, but it can impact how we act. This all or nothing type of thinking makes us forget to challenge our thought processes and look for evidence to the contrary. And it keeps us from the truth. It can hinder us from evaluating the reality of our situation and from evaluating alternative solutions, which can lead to poor decision-making and even feelings of hopelessness or helplessness. And if you felt these things that I'm describing, you're not alone. Research shows that the human brain has a negativity bias. That is, we attribute more weight to negative experiences and interactions than to positive ones. So we need to acknowledge and interrupt these cognitive biases that don't serve us. We need to consider how we might walk away from persistent negativity. We can think differently, acknowledge and interrupt our cognitive distortion, and find alternatives to a defeatist mindset, alternatives to throwing in the towel. All or nothing thinking leaves us thinking in extremes. You are either a success or a failure. Your performance was awesome or terrible. If you're not perfect, then you're a disaster. And this can really hurt us professionally. Research shows that women, far more than men, can be crushing it in a high-profile meeting or on a big project, and we make one mistake, and then we fixate on that mistake and let it derail our confidence. And we've all been there. But we have to begin to view these types of experiences mindful of all or nothing thinking. Are we fixating on a mistake or misstep and in the process discounting our performance during the other 95% of the presentation or project? And I know as a parent, I feel this a lot. And maybe you felt this too, where you've built up an event. Maybe you're taking your kids on vacation to a theme park and everything for the most part is going well, but then we lose our cool and snap or yell. Maybe it's five minutes, but then we beat ourselves up as though we ruined the quote unquote perfect magical day. That is all or nothing thinking and it can steal our joy, but also this cognitive distortion can be detrimental when it disrupts our attempts to change behavior in positive ways. So rather than trying to let more things go, To not lose it again in future stressful moments, we say, screw it, I ruined it anyway, and we continue to behave negatively. And we see this a lot with health and dieting. Research overwhelmingly shows that one of the biggest derailers in sticking to our diets or eating well is all or nothing. When we allow even one indiscretion to derail all of our efforts. Oh, I ate that dessert. I might as well just scrap today and start tomorrow or another day. So then we move from one indiscretion to a total ditching of the diet. We can start to believe that anything short of 100% might as well be 0%. 
And this is so detrimental because even if you stick to your diet 95% of the time or get it right at work 95% of the time or get it right with your kids 95% of the time, all or nothing thinking, the all or nothing saboteur will have you believing that you've totally failed. Short of perfect equals total failure. So why bother? Throw in the towel. And that steals your joy. It steals your power and it steals your autonomy. But here's the good news. Identifying and acknowledging cognitive distortions puts us in a position to shift our mindset. And there are things we can do, steps we can take. But first, most importantly, we have to identify the distortion. Is this overgeneralization? Are we internalizing blame? Is this mental filtering where we are too focused on the negatives, minimizing the positives? Is this all or nothing thinking? Once we've determined the distortion, the next step is to examine the evidence. Rather than assume your negative thought is true, examine the actual evidence. If you're thinking, I totally screwed that up, think of in that situation, the places where you got it right. Feeling like a bad parent, feeling like you gave a bad presentation, like you did a bad job on a project, whatever the case, look for evidence of good and you will very likely find lots of it. This will require you, though, to take the next step and start to think in shades of gray. Make a practice of looking for shades of gray versus black or white. So less good and bad, failure or success, crushing it or tanking, more big picture, more gray. Try to think in terms of percentages. In eight hours of that vacation, how many were you delightful and how many not so much? In that 90-minute meeting, how many minutes were you on point versus how many you were off? You had a mistake in your PowerPoint. Okay, but how many words did you get exactly right versus how many you made a mistake on? Often when we start to think in terms of percentages, zero to 100, shades of gray versus black or white, the evidence will show that we're actually getting it right a high percentage of the time. It's not all or nothing. Realizing that can help the way we talk to ourselves, but also the way we defend our work when others want to point to one mistake as rationale for, say, not promoting you or critiquing you or for your lack of advancement. When we learn the language of shades of gray, we can begin to combat external biases that we know from the research exist. I've noted this many times, but the research confirms that women's mistakes are often cognitively distorted. They're more often noticed, remembered longer, given disproportionate weight, overgeneralized, and lead to a greater hit on our professional capital. So warrior women, we especially can't be complicit. We can't do this to ourselves. We must recognize and respond to the distortion internally so that we can be more prepared to combat it externally. It serves us in all aspects of our life to begin a practice of interrupting cognitive distortions, interrupting all or nothing thinking. We must engage in new habits, forming habits that serve us. Let's get in the habit of pausing, taking a deep breath, and asking, is that true? Is what you are claiming, the message from the inner saboteur, true? What is the lie or the exaggeration you are walking in right now? Look to the evidence. Look for patterns of behavior rather than instances. You yelled at your kids on vacation and thought, I'm a bad parent or I ruined the trip. Did you though? When you look at the number of positives, it is likely they far outweigh the negatives. And if this part is especially hard for you, that is where your crew comes in, your trusted tribe, those whose opinions you believe and respect and who will give it to you straight. Instead of assuming or buying into the negative thoughts, ask those people to weigh in on whether or not those thoughts are grounded in reality. They often are not. 
Many experts recommend using the double standard technique, and I advocate for this. It is so powerful in the way we talk to ourselves, in choosing compassion and kindness versus extreme criticism. When we hear the negative inner voice of the saboteur being critical, we need to take on the role of a dear friend and respond the way we would respond to them. We are often much kinder to others than we are to ourselves. We can wrongly assume that criticism will somehow motivate us to do better, and it rarely does. Support motivates us to do better. Research shows that people who are self-compassionate recover better from psychological knockdowns. And this begins with the practice of using a tone of kindness when we err, recognizing the universal nature of the human experience. We all make mistakes. Perfection is not on the table. We need to take a more balanced approach to our negative emotions that neither suppresses nor exaggerates them. In responding to ourselves, we have to respond in a way that we would to a good friend. If your friend was berating themselves for one mistake or misstep, what would you say to them? You wouldn't affirm their negative distortion. You would be that kind, compassionate, but also accurate voice of reason. We need to learn to be that for ourselves. And so my manifest statement or key takeaway for this week is this. It is almost never black or white, all or nothing. And moving away from this type of cognitive distortion, moving towards a cognitive restructuring is a practice worth engaging in. Replacing a distortive narrative with more rational thought, with more compassion and kindness can only reduce our stress, anger, depression, and anxiety. It equips us to advocate for ourselves, for our strengths, and our many positive contributions. Rather than fixating on every single negative event, blowing negative experiences or mistakes out of proportion while minimizing the importance of our positive experiences and our positive contributions, we can interrupt these things if we stop seeing things in black and white. We need to stop thinking in terms of all or nothing. Embrace the shades of gray. And so I'll end with a Brene Brown quote that I love. She said, quote, I spent a lot of years trying to outrun or outsmart vulnerability by making things certain and definite, black and white, good and bad. My inability to lean into the discomfort of vulnerability limited the fullness of those important experiences that are wrought with uncertainty, love, belonging, trust, joy, and creativity, to name a few, end quote. And that, I think, is the promise, the benefit of ditching all or nothing thinking, of ditching cognitive distortions, to silence the inner saboteur and replace Anxiety, stress, negative thinking, and negative energy with positive energy, with trust, joy, and creativity that advances rather than hinders. For more resources, you can visit my website, www.advancingwomenpodcast.com, and connect on Instagram at Advancing Women Podcast. I love getting your feedback, so please email me at drdsimone at advancingwomenpodcast.com. I just want to thank Joe Jacobs, the audio warrior who wrote the music for this podcast, and a huge thanks to Heather Harris, the creative warrior who designed the Advancing Women podcast logo. And thanks to all of you for joining me here today.